and welcome to this episode of Kappa Press. Today on our show, we have Mrs. Sin Linden, who is a very good friend of mine who is from Sweden and who also holds a creative writing degree and is a very strong advocate of stories. And today, we are going to be touching upon a number of topics with empathy at its core. We are also going to be talking about stories. We are going to be talking about brand personality, brand voice, and how you can create the binge-worthy content experience with your creative writing. So, so without further ado, I would like to welcome Sin. Hello, Sin. How are you doing? Thank you so much, Akshay. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's a, it's a nice autumny day outside, which I quite like. It uh, gives a lot of um, inspiration, I think. Uh-huh, right. So I think I would like to categorize Sweden and my opinion on Scandinavia into two parts. One was before I met Sin, where I would fondly recollect the Scandinavian region because of its minimal design or IKEA, obviously. But after I met Sin, I think it is a post-Sin era where I would fondly think about Sweden uh, with regards to the Scandinavian design, with regards to IKEA, and now with regards to Sin and her beautiful backyard. So that is how she has been uh, changing my perception, one post at a time, one day at a time. And I couldn't be any more happier to have you on the show today, Sin. So before we begin with the topic, do you want to tell us a little bit more about what you do? Well, so what I do is I help businesses and solopreneurs captivate their customers by using what I call storytelling culture and beautiful writing. And so storytelling culture is essentially the notion that you allow stories to permeate your entire communication strategy in your business. Um, it is the way we are built to consume and retain information as humans. And so stories has this exceptional power um, in your marketing, in your, in your strategy, in your branding. Um, and so that's what I help, you know, companies do. To begin with, uh, Sin, how did you get started into creative writing? And how do you think creative writing can inspire writers across the globe? Right. So, so I've wanted to be an author my whole life, a novelist. Um, I have seen stories everywhere ever since I was a small child. And so the magic of, of creative writing and of stories has kind of been prominent in my life uh, always. And then I got my degree in creative writing and in professional writing also. And then as I sort of uh, started my business and I started working, you know, professionally with writing, I began to see the power of creative writing tools when applied to professional communications and writing. Um, the exact same principles apply because you're talking to humans. So just like, you know, a human will read a book or watch a Netflix show, they will be captivated by stories if it's coming from a business. In fact, they're a lot more likely to be captivated then. Um, and so creative writing for me, you know, it's, it serves as inspiration in its stories, but it also serves as inspiration for content creation just in its frameworks and structures. Um, a lot of people think, you know, that creative um, expressions or arts 
are just like inherent abilities, but you know, you can go to school for creative writing, you can go to school for art. Um, and there's a whole range of tools and systems and techniques that you can learn and that you can use. And when you do that in business, you just elevate your entire communication strategy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. So since you've started talking about storytelling and creative writing, uh, there was a very interesting video that you had shared a while back where you spoke about significant detail in uh, creative writing or be it storytelling. So how do you go ahead with significant detail and what exactly is significant detail to begin with? So the great part about using significant detail as a tool in your, in your professional communication strategy is it kind of, it leads you really neatly into this, this notion that we're talking about today, which is empathy, which is understanding the emotive power of stories and understanding the emotive power of speaking to your, to your customers, to your audience, um, in an understanding way mm -hmm. and significant detail because it's a tool for pinpointing which things will elicit an emotion is just a really handy thing to be aware of when you're writing your stories, when you're creating your social media posts, when you're doing your website, because it guides you in figuring out which details to include. And I mean, that's, that's really all writing is. Good writing is, is figuring out the right details to include. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So once that you've identified that you have to get started with significant detail, are there any pointers people can use to identify these details? Yes, absolutely. So the best way, which again works well uh, in terms of empathy, is that you kind of test it out on yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you if you think of a moment, if you think of a story that you want to tell, an anecdote that you want to include in your next piece of content, and then you kind of re-experience and relive that anecdote, um, and then you simply make note of the bits of the anecdote that elicit a feeling in you. So it should be a detail. Mm -hmm. Details tend to be a lot more powerful than general strokes. You know, like the way a door looked is more meaningful than the fact that someone lived in a house. So just these little details that elicit emotion in you will tend to do the same in the audience. Right, right. Uh, since we are also talking about stories and storytelling, why do you personally think stories are one very powerful medium through which a brand can build a connect with the audience? Oh, that's a big, nice question. Um, so part of it is brings us back to that whole idea that we are built for stories. That is what we remember. When we consume information, you can read a business book that's 300 pages long. And most likely it's the anecdotes that will give you the hooks to remember the content around it. So it, it serves as attention hooks, so to speak. It also is an exceptionally empathetic tool. Um, the reason we like to watch movies, the reason we like to read books is because we recognize something of ourselves in the characters that we relate to. And it's the same with businesses. If an audience feels that you understand them and they feel then in turn that they can empathize with you, almost like a persona, 
then you have a very solid foundation of building a relationship. And once you start to build a relationship, you know, the sale is almost an afterthought because it's the relationship that kind of uh, sustains and lifts up the interaction. Right, right. You know, typically people tend to uh, fit these stories into certain frameworks, into certain narratives. But I personally feel not every story fits into the given narratives. Uh, the most common narrative being make your customer the hero and make your brand the solution or the guide. So what's your take on that? Sin? Yes, absolutely. So first of all, I agree with you 100%. Uh, not all, you know, frameworks are there to be broken. Uh, rules are there to be broken. And it's the same in creative writing and in, and in business writing and storytelling. Um, you know, it's a very popular structure these days is the hero's journey uh, that you're always supposed to position your company as the as the guide and the customer as the hero of the story and and it's kind of and that is a great structure I mean that's there's a reason pretty much every Disney movie ever follows this structure but there are so many nuances to story, storytelling there are so many different types of narrative that you can that you can tell and and they all resonate and i think it's a shame to sort of confine yourself and your business to just a single structure that would be kind of the same as trying to say that your identity is only two adjectives and not a hundred which it in reality is so i think that the good stories are just good stories. It doesn't matter if they fit into a structure or a framework or, you know, and you'll know and you'll feel it because, because that's what it is. It's a feeling. It's feeling a, a sense of connection to the narrative. And again, that's why it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Talking about being empathetic, it kind of leads me to my next question where um, being vulnerable and being unique and being your true authentic self is a rarity these days and it actually is a superpower. So how do you convince writers, marketers or brands even to show up and be their true self to embrace vulnerability? Because that is not something that everybody's ready to do because of fear, because of inhibitions. So how do you suggest brands embrace vulnerability and put their true self forward? Yeah, and that's it. That's that is probably one of the biggest challenges um, there is, you know, and, and that is also the fear of telling, especially telling personal stories, um, because um, you are vulnerable, you are putting yourself out there, um, and you don't know how people are going to react. I think the most important aspect of tackling that challenge is to make sure that you are aligned and connected and clear on your values. Because if you act in accordance with your values, whether that be personal values or business values, then that is true and meaningful. And it also creates a safe space. So if you, if you know that this story or this anecdote, you know, I'm uncomfortable sharing it. I feel vulnerable sharing it but it ticks the boxes of the values that I would like to communicate, then it becomes mm, easier to do so. And in a team, 
if you're clear on the team values, it will also be easier to share it with the team and for the team to support the stories. And, and the second component of it is, is that human, I mean, people do business with people, people buy from people. We as human beings are very good at seeing through lack of authenticity. We're good at seeing through lies. We're good at seeing through a facade. Mm -hmm. So more often than not, you will experience a lot more support when you dare to be vulnerable. Now, obviously the trick is for a lot of companies, they're afraid that if they say what they actually are about, they will push away potential clients. Mm -hmm. But I argue that 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 would have happened anyway, maybe just a little bit further down the line. And stories are actually also a really good space to, um, to communicate values without making it personal. So maybe you have an anecdote from your life that's very personal to you and that you would like to share. And then through you know the power of storytelling, you can take the learnings from that story and create your own narrative so that you kind of remove yourself and the possibility of you being attacked for being vulnerable or not being accepted for being vulnerable and just creating a narrative that still communicates the same thing and is still as authentic, but that is kind of a safer thing for you to, to put out there. Mm -hmm. So once you decided that you want to put your true self out there, I think two things, very strongly determine how you come across to your readers. Uh, one of them being the tone of your voice and the second one being your personality as a whole. And that also kind of explains why it is one of the most challenging tasks for brands, for marketers, for writers, and for every single stakeholder involved. So how do you suggest brands identify their true personality and their tone when it comes to creative writing? That's true. Um, so the, the first thing that I do uh, when I work with, with businesses and solopreneurs to do this is I, 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 teeth, I shift the mindset from your business being um, just a business to it being a living, breathing thing with a personality of its own. So I call it your business narrator. You can call it a brand voice, but you can also call it a business narrator, just like a novel has a narrator or a TV show has a narrator. And at its core, it's about them getting to know that person. Who are they? What do they care about? How do they speak? What do they speak about? How are they approached? How do they approach? When you kind of give your business a persona, when you give it life, um, identifying its brand voice becomes a matter of knowing it and understanding it. And so if you have a hard time figuring out the voice, then usually that means you have to backtrack and look at, okay, well, what are our values? What's our mission? Who's our audience? What do we want to accomplish? And then you can kind of take that step forward to, okay, so if this was a person that wanted to achieve those things, what would they sound like? So that's usually the process is to actually flesh out this person um, and the beauty of that is, again, especially if you're a solopreneur, it kind of removes you from the business. You get a little bit of a divide between you as an individual and the business as a persona. And that can be quite liberating. 
and secondly, create this brand voice brief, which is a document that actually explains this voice thoroughly and properly like you would a person. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of that is that that then becomes a core document in the storytelling culture of, of your business, which anyone can learn. You know, it's basically like a getting to know the business exercise. And that means that someone from marketing can write a blog post or someone from accounts can write a blog post or the CEO can write a blog post or a social media post or a feature because you have this voice, you have this persona that you can relate to and empathize with. So you actually end up building a relationship with your business. And, and the trick then is to actually get to know your business as well as you know your best friend, you know, because then it's easy for you to envision how they speak and what they say and what's important to them. Now, that is something that I'm always going to remember. The best friend reference is something that I am always going to personally remember. So I think we are moving towards the close of this episode, Sin. And to give you the final few questions. So my first one would be, how can brands make the communication more captivating? and interesting so I'll, yeah so um i mean the easy answer is with stories <laughs> and then of course the question is which stories um and how so this the key the real key to that is to understand and truly empathize with your audience with your customer potential and existing. And, and that means stepping into their shoes in a much more extensive way than just creating an ideal, an ICP, just an avatar, because you need to get into their emotional framework. What makes them feel good? What makes them feel bad? What's important to them? What are their values? And once you start mapping that out, that's when you can connect that back to the story. Because remember, stories are always emotive. So then you just have to make sure that the stories that you tell and choose to highlight correspond to the audience. And the second part is to lower your, I mean, people have very high thoughts of what makes a story. Like, is this a story? Is this any good? Is this even, can I even tell this? If it makes you feel anything, it's a story. And that can be an exchange with someone you bought coffee from or something you found on the street that reminded you of something else. It doesn't have to be these great big narratives. Everything is a story if you just tell it right. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Got that. So this is leading me to my next question, which I definitely am excited to hear you talk about is how do you create binge-worthy experiences, right? Because people are ready to binge on Netflix shows all day long and even weeks together. But I wouldn't say that is the case with every webinar and with every blog post. So how can brands create this experience, the binge-worthy content experience for readers? So the first thing you need to do is you need to, you need to shift your mindset about the content you're putting out. And when I say shift your mindset, I mean, you need to add a lot more value to it than what most businesses do. Most businesses, they think, okay, we want to rank on this keyword and we got to hammer out a thousand words on that keyword every week for 10 weeks. And then we'll rank on Google. The problem with that is then you're not writing for people, you're writing for Google. So, so if you look at 
you know, Netflix shows, they're big budget invested things, you know, maybe 10 writers got together to make this beautiful narrative and to connect it to the audience, you know? So that's the first step is to really understand that you want to be placing value on your content because it is valuable. Stories are meaningful and they're valuable and they deserve that focus. And then the step two is to not be so afraid to use creative tools professionally. You know, play around with character, use dialogue, make some fun videos, um, create a completely associative blog post that's just your reflections. You know, try it out, test it, because people are creative beings. Your customers are creative beings. They want to consume this stuff. That's why they binge Netflix and not webinars. So by allowing yourself a little bit of, of leeway to be creative with your business content, you're going to approach that binge worthiness more and more. Mm -hmm. Right, beautiful. I mean, this brings me to my final question. According to you, which brand do you think has done storytelling and creative writing exceptionally well? If you have to just pick one brand, which brand would that be? Um, you mean in general, like a, a, a brand that does storytelling and empathy and stuff well? Um, Nike is fantastic. They do it in every, like from their tiny, tiny, tiny little slogans to big, big campaigns. They're always telling a story. It's always emotive. It's always empathetic. You always recognize yourself in those stories. And that's why, you know, you build a community then that wants to be a part of your brand, you know? Absolutely. I will give it to Nike as well. I mean, it's exceptional how much they convey in very limited time, be it a very short ad clip or be it a copy. I mean, I think they are killing it. So that is a brilliant pick, Sin. So with this, we have come to the close of this episode of Kappa Press. Thank you so much for being here, Sin. It was great talking to you. I had a lot of fun and I hope you had a lot of fun as well. I did. Thank you so much, Akshay. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for having me.